When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Joining me right now is the professor, James Fetzer. How are you, sir? Oh, Michael, it's a delight to be back with you again. A real pleasure. It's been too long. It's been way too long, Jim. Everyone's been asking about you. I've been wondering about you as well. And, uh, Jim, we were speaking briefly here, and you have given me a rundown, and we have a update on your health. I had no idea this was happening to you, and I also have a story to share with you, too. Um, Jim, I have officially contracted COVID twice already. Really? Twice? Twice. The first time was my father. You know, he sneezed in the car and that got me sick. And then later on, I contracted contracted the virus again. And um, this time it only lasted about a day. And I had the fever, the chills, the strange headache, the, the strange sort of um, lightheadedness that you do get from going through the virus Except this time, my uh, immune system was able to uh, defeat the virus in just one day, Jim. Oh, that's that's simply terrific. Well, <clears throat> about five weeks ago, I went through my own kind of uh, health uh, trauma. Right. Uh, where on a Wednesday, I felt chills, just wrapped myself in a blanket and felt better. Friday, similar. But Saturday, when I awakened, I was really incredibly weak. I turned out to have had a, a fever no cough. I just felt very, very strange. And by the following day, my wife thought I was in serious enough condition. She drove me to a local hospital where before I know it, the, knew it, they jammed this long Q-tip up my nose and came back with a rabbit diagnosis that I had COVID. Of course, we know but the PCR test gives you 98% false results and it wasn't designed for this purpose. Right. And notwithstanding what I've gone through here, Michael, I want to reaffirm that statistical data I have shows a pandemic is manufactured, but the vaccines are real. And as I shall explain, we're getting more and more evidence that they are instruments of death. In any case, here on this first visit, I was there for about seven hours. Came on home, you know, yeah. and it was, I don't know how many days later that I was so weak I couldn't get out of bed. Wow. So my wife actually called an ambulance. They took me back. I'd be there for eight hours this time. And in the process, I believe I was given this monoclonal antibody treatment, which is through an IV, which appears to be very, very effective Unlike, you know, what they would do with you otherwise, it's interesting that I had taken HCQ some time back, but I'm not convinced I took it properly because, well, I had the Z-Pack. You're supposed to also take it with zinc. Yes, sir. And when I picked it up at Walgreens, they didn't only zinc they have were in uh, throat lozenges that I think weren't sufficiently strong in any case. I'd also obtained an 
prescription for ivermectin from my physician, but it was a single pill, a one-dose thing. Now, that was well in advance of this encounter, so you would have thought I wouldn't have a COVID issue. Right. Uh, meanwhile, while I'm going through this, I had colleagues who were sending me lots of goodies, you know, stuff that I ought to be taking to go, including one who sent me five doses of ivermectin times two, which I did take and which I believe may have helped turn the corner. In Very any good. case, after two uh, brief uh, hospitalizations, now I'm about 90, 95 percent back and, uh, you know, I was off the air for two weeks solid, Michael. Wow. I didn't know you were that sick, Jim. I'm, I'm thrown back by that. I had no idea. And uh, I just want to quickly say, you know, Jim, some people were saying, well, are you going to get vaccinated? And I said, why would I get vaccinated? I'm pretty sure I have natural immunity now. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, that's a great argument we have. Right. Uh, but I would not get vaccinated under any circumstances. And when you hear what I have to report today. Yes, sir. You're going to understand why the very idea of getting vaccinated is lunatic. But the propaganda, Michael, let me make an absolutely crucial point. The propaganda coming from every direction and what you're going to hear me report about hospitals not only falsely reported that they're flooded with, uh, you know, unvaccinated patients. You're going to learn that hospitals, you know, not only, as we previously reported, make lots of money for every patient they declare to be COVID, where Minnesota Senator Scott Jensen, who's also a physician, was astonished when he was pressured about a patient who just died to identify him with COVID when he'd never even been tested. It was he who spoke out and reported the hospitals were getting 13,000 for every patient they identified as COVID, 39 for every patient they put on a ventilator. When you think about that and the amount of money it entails and the enormity of the effort taking place, the propaganda from the media, newspapers, every other source, from the number of doctors that have been corrupted, including the WHO, the NIH, the CDC, and more, in my opinion, there's only one possible source that could explain this kind of a powerful grip on the nation and the media, which is the Rothschild's banking empire. I'm convinced this is a Rothschild off. It's all intended to promote the Great Reset. And get this, Michael, in case you were unaware, Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, who's been in the forefront of advancing the Great Reset is himself a Rothschild. Well, that doesn't surprise me, Jim, at all. I mean, all of this has been a big money grab, in my opinion, by Big Pharma. Well, it's much more than that. They're trying to take control of planet Earth. Well, that too, and, yes. Uh, I, but Michael, it's going to be god-awful. Remember, they put up propaganda, incredibly uh, unbelievable articles about how I owe nothing, and I'm happier than I've ever been. I mean, this is such nonsense. Think of not having a home, a car, television, any other assets, not having any money of your own, because the scheme of the Great Reset is you, you, they will pay off all your mortgages, your debts, your student loans, but you have to surrender all your property and assets and agree to a vaccination regimen. They'll put you on a stipend. They'll give you a cubicle where you can reside, and everything you do will be digitally monitored. And if you misbehave, they'll cut off your financing and put you in a COVID camp. And mind you, the CDC has even been talking openly about these COVID That's camps, right. which, are, which are like roach motels. You can check in, but you can't check out. <laughs> yes, we're following China to a T, you know, not only with smart cities, but with all these protocols, the... Um, FEMA camps that you speak of, yes, those that resist the jab will be put into these camps. The CDC has been, um, you know, they've been quite honest with the plans they want to sort of, uh, use in case, uh, in case things get uh, really bad, in case people want to act like uh, the people in Australia do. Well, I'll tell you the difference between Australia, New Zealand, the UK. Even Canada now is we still have our Second Amendment. There are, I estimate now, 150 million armed Americans who believe in the Second Amendment, most of whom turn out to be uh, conservative, uh, a lot of Trump supporters. 
Uh, these are people who believe in the Constitution. They are most 100 percent not domestic terrorists. But there's an agenda going afoot with the Biden administration to make out anyone who either challenges the election of 2020, where the massive theft was documented extensively in a three-day marathon orchestrated by Mike Lindell, or second of all, believes that the 6th of January was orchestrated, where the evidence is simply overwhelming that Nancy Pelosi, the Capitol Police, the FBI, the mayor of Washington were all engaged, that this was not Trump supporters, but would be blamed on Trump supporters, where James, the brother of John Sullivan, observed that his brother had led 226 Antifa members dressed as Trump supporters into the Capitol, where the objective, of course, wasn't to interfere with counting of the electoral votes, but with a discussion of evidence of theft of the election. That's what it was all about, and where they have now continued to use it to smear Trump and Trump supporters outrageously, where Trump was very suspicious of this event from yesterday, Saturday, that was supposed to be in support of all those who'd been arrested, Turns out there were a lot of FBI informants. They knew this event was coming. They didn't warn the Capitol. When the Capitol Police asked for additional reinforcements, they were refused. This was a Nancy Pelosi operation, a PSYOP. And third, anyone who disputes the authenticity or legitimacy of the coronavirus or the vaccines, where the situation is completely obscene. Obscene. There, there's gross violation, not only of the Hippocratic Oath of every physician, Michael, who swears first to do no harm, but violations of the Nuremberg Code, because the public is not being informed. The very first principle of which is informed consent, which requires you be uh, given information about all the benefits, but also all the risks, and the most of the risks with these vaccines whose contents are not known, they're not published because they're experimental, allegedly on proprietary grounds. But where if you don't even know the contents, how could you possibly know the long-term effects, which are starting to show up now? It's like a hockey stick on its, you know, lying down. There's a, been a, just an enormous increase now in adverse effects and deaths, Michael. It's skyrocketing. And that's because this was on a time-delay basis. They knew it would take a while for these mRNA vaccines to affect your DNA and start producing all the spike proteins that are doing all the damage, which include affecting your heart, so that even kids, teenagers who've been given the dose are having heart problems, teenagers. Uh, not only that, but pregnant women who stupidly are given the dose. I mean, you know, pregnant women aren't even supposed to drink a glass of wine and you're going to give them an mRNA vaccine or having miscarriages, stillborn. I mean, it's going on a, a pace in, uh, where you have the, the blood clotting. That's, it. That's one of the typical symptoms, and it appears to be on a microscopic scale. So most of these blood clots aren't even detectable, but they do tremendous damage. And of course, it's all compounded by wearing masks, where we recently had the revelation that Anthony Fauci, back in 2019, gave an extensive layout of why wearing masks is just silly. That's right. The virus is too tiny to be filtered by the masks, which are very coarse. They he's very, um, he's, he's, a, a he's very, um, ball versus yeah. a <laughs> he's very flip-floppish. And you're recycling oxygen depleted air, Michael, which means you're killing brain cells, which unlike skin cells are irreplaceable and bringing about strain on your cardiovascular system. That's just from the mask where I have six or eight articles on my blog at jamesvetzer.org about the mass, including one from the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons, which is the nation's leading scientific medical organization in a very thorough study giving five or six explanations of why wearing masks is not recommended and has adverse effects rather than helping. Yeah, you're very right about that. And early on, Dr. Fauci was saying that the mask is, you know, not really as effective as um well it's not really effective is basically what he was saying very early on in the game he was very flip-floppy he was saying it's a tool of the paranoid right 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 and now 
Right here in Madison, we have a new reinstated mask mandate. It's in California. It's in a whole lot of states. It's so incredibly stupid. So what they're really employing, Michael, I'm convinced, is a three-stage plan in order to get to the Deagle projection, which is that while the U.S. had 330 million population in 2020 by 2025, it will be only 65 million that's 265 million deaths in the meanwhile. So the mass kill us slowly. The vaccines are more rapid, but they're going after our food supply. These wildfires, these drought conditions, all that would normally be manageable. I'm 100% concerned. They're convinced they're using weather engineering. Uh, they're destroying meat processing plants or having them shut down on pony covid uh, 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 grounds so that it gets the worse, vast Jim. majority of deaths are going to be from starvation. And while, you know, most Americans don't see it coming, to me, it, it's actually rather obvious. Henry Kissinger observed long ago, if you want to control a government, you control the financial system. If you want to control a population, you control the food supply. Right. And he, of course, he was a relentless advocate of getting rid of eradicating the useless eaters, which is anyone who's not a buddy or friend of Henry Kissinger. And that appears to be the uh, genocidal globalistic agenda where I am 100 percent convinced. I have no doubt about this at all. The Rothschild banking empire is employing all these means in order to seize control of the entirety of planet Earth. Audacious, but all the signs are there. That's exactly what we're living or not living through now. Right. And remember, Jim, as you quickly mentioned here, that, you know, a way to sort of get rid of a lot of people would be to poison the food supply. I mean, this has been going on since the early uh, early days of mankind. I mean, you want to kill a village off, you poison the water supply. And right now, researchers at the University of California, Riverside, are working on a way to grow edible plants that carry the same medication as an mRNA vaccine, by the way, Jim. So, you know, they're, they're very much underway of doing just that. Michael, I have that story on my list for reporting tomorrow where Mondays I do as many as four news reports. You're 100%. I was going to lead up to that. Oh, nice. Vaccines in your salad? Jesus. You wouldn't even know. You know, you're having a Caesar salad. And, and unbeknownst to you, you're consuming mRNA vaccines, <laughs> in my opinion. Wow. This yeah. is so diabolical. I think it really does spell the end, Michael, because how the hell could any of us cope with this? That's where the, the, the evil, the bad people have advantages, particularly when they have limit, un, unlimited resources, as do the, does the Rothschild Banking Empire, because they're willing to resort to means that the good guys, ethical people, are not. So... The bad guys are willing to do all kinds of terrible things, and this is a, a, about as clear as an illustration as anyone could have. It's very evil. Just disgusting beyond belief. Very disgusting, Jim. And just a, a number of years back in the early 2000s, you know, reading all this sort of stuff, you know, you would have thought, oh, well, this is all just conspiracy theories. This is all nonsense. This won't happen. And of course, you fast forward through time. Here we are in 2021. And all of these things that people were talking about have already unfolded right before our very own eyes, Jim. It's quite, quite remarkable, to say the very least. Michael, I'm just dumbfounded. I mean, look, I was born in 1940. I've lived through you over lived it. 80 years of the history of this nation. That's and fine. I'm telling you, Nothing remotely comparable has ever occurred. And furthermore, in the past, if you had a tiny percentage of the negative outcomes that are occurring with these COVID vaccines, the product would have been pulled off of the market. A long I mean, time the ago. The fact that it's remaining is, in my opinion, another indication that there's some absolutely most powerful control taking place here over all of the mechanisms that are in place that normally function to protect and benefit the American people, none of which is taking place now. And Jim, I got to ask you really quickly here before I forget. Also, another bit of news here, Robert David Steele gone from COVID, they say. What are your thoughts and opinions on Robert David Steele's death? 
Well, I know a fair amount about it. I was a colleague of Robert David Steele. We collaborated together on a memorandum for then-President Trump about Sandy Hook and a second memorandum also for Trump about 9-11. Robert had very kind things to say about me. Well, I was a huge fan. I regarded him as a formidable force for good and for getting out the truth. Now, his death appears to have occurred in the following way, that he had respiratory issues, that he went to a hospital. He had his own supply of ivermectin. He insisted they administer ivermectin to him, which they refused. He was very outspoken, became adamant about it, so they gave him an injection to, to subdue him and put him on a ventilator, which killed him. Yeah, it's terrible. I had no idea that was even going on with Robert David Steele. I had no idea he had gone sick or if he was sick. I just know there have been um, rumors going around that he might have been executed. No, no. Well, in a, in a, in a way that leaves plausible deniability because it was uh, – and this is perfectly consistent with my first story for you here today, Michael, which is that – the FDA on Friday uh, uh, allowed whistleblower testimony that COVID-19 vaccines are killing and harming people. This is the occasion for them to consider whether or not to approve the request by Pfizer for a, a booster shot, which would be a third shot. Turns out, among the testimony they got, more people are dying from the shots than from COVID. 71 times more are suffering from heart attacks than from any other vaccine. There's a thousand percent increase in adverse effects, neurological paralysis, brain damage. Vaccine-hesitant individuals turn out to be smarter. They're reporting better informed, smarter and better informed than those who take the shot. Here, I'll give you a part of the report here yeah, I have, which is on my blog at jamesfetzer.org. Nice. There were, there were signs heading into the media. There could be some fireworks. Two top vaccine research scientists, Dr. Marion Gruber and Dr. Philip Krauss, deputy and deputy director of the Office of Vaccine Research, resigned. This followed a report in The Lancet from 18 officials at the FDA opposing the Biden plan to start distributing booster shots by Pfizer before the FDA had even approved them. The 18 members of the committee would vote 16 to 2 against approving the booster shot, though later they gave an endorsement on approving them for persons 65 and older, which I regard as completely obscene and absurd, indefensible. Nevertheless, that appears to have been a sop. Now listen to some of this, Michael. Dr. Joseph Raymond, an emergency room physician from New Orleans, said there are no trials large enough yet to prove that the COVID-19 vaccines reduce hospitalization without causing serious harm. He lamented that the vaccine hesitant coming into his emergency room were more educated on the risk of COVID vaccine than those who were vaccinated. Quote, I know many think that vaccine hesitants are dumb or just misinformed. That's not at all what I've seen. In fact, typically, independent of education level, the vaccine hesitant I've met in the ER are more familiar with vaccine studies and more aware of their own COVID risks than the vaccinated. For example, many of my nurses have refused the vaccine despite seeing COVID-19 cause more death and devastation than most people. I ask them why refuse a vaccine. They tell me well, they've seen firsthand the dangers of COVID, the elderly, the obese, diabetic. They also think their risk is low. They're not wrong. A 30-year-old female has about a 1 in 7,000 chance of catching COVID and being hospitalized. He pointed out a recent study showed the risk of vaccine-induced myocarditis, that's heart disease, in young males is higher than the risk from hospitalization from COVID. I agree. He called, he, yeah, he called for more studies, larger studies to be conducted. We, the medical establishment, cannot confidently call out COVID-19 activists who publicly claim the vaccines harm more than they save, especially in the young and healthy, because we do not have the clinical evidence to say the activists are wrong. That's true. And that fact should terrorize us 
terrify us all that we don't know. Here's another. Steve Kirsch, executive director at the COVID Early Treatment Fund, also gave testimony, began saying, I'm going to focus my remarks today on the elephant in the room nobody wants to talk about, that the vaccines kill more people than they say. He presented data to prove the belief that these vaccines are safe simply is not true. He gave several facts to show it, almost all of which have been previously covered from this particular source, which is Health Impact News, which I highly recommend. For example, people have 71 times more risk of heart attack following COVID-19 than any other vaccine. He claims that expert analysis of existing data, including the six-month Pfizer trial and Avers data, prove the shots are killing more people than they allegedly say. About 411 deaths per million doses, that translates into about 150,000 who have died from the Pfizer shots. By the way, Michael, since he's based it on Avers data, which yeah. only reports 1%, I believe you've got to add a couple zeros to that 150,000 to get a real appreciation of what's going on. That puts the actual number into the millions. He then presented data from the Israel Ministry of Health. The real numbers confirm that we kill more than we save. And I'd love to look at the Israeli Ministry of Health data on 90-year-olds, where we went from a 94.4 vaccine group to an 82.9 in the last few months. Dr. Jessica Rowe, PhD, Master of Science, Bachelor of Science, has done extensive studies on the Avers data and gave a presentation where we showed we have had a thousand, a 1,000 percent increase in adverse events following COVID vaccines as compared to all previous vaccines in prior years. Compared to all previous vaccines in prior years, a thousand percent increase in adverse effects. And I mentioned earlier the Nuremberg Code, Michael. Let me just review a couple of the elements here. Number sure. one, voluntary consent is essential. I've explained why under these circumstances it's impossible. Number two, the results must be for the greater good of society. Well, if you regard depleting the planet of billions of useless eaters, then you can regard that as for the good of society. But it's very clear that you're killing off large numbers of people would not be normally regarded as a good outcome for society. Meanwhile, three, human experiment should be based on previous animal experimentation. Well, I'm convinced it was, Michael. They claim they skipped the animal studies. I don't believe it. But if they had, it would be in blatant violation of the Nuremberg Code, the penalty for violation of which, by the way, goes up to death. I believe they actually did the animal studies and all the animals died, which was the outcome they wanted. So they simply haven't publicized. Here, four, experiments should be conducted by avoiding physical, mental suffering and injury. Well, obviously, when we have a thousand percent more injuries and death and suffering than with any other vaccine, that's not true. Moreover, the fifth, no experiment should be conducted if it's believed to cause death and disability, for which we have overwhelming evidence. Six, the risks should never exceed the benefits overwhelmingly. The risks exceed the benefits or, or for others. They make it obvious that anyone who is subjected to a, an experimental medical procedure has a right to cancel their participation. That experiment should be conducted only by qualified scientists and that those in charge should be prepared to terminate when injury, disability, or death is likely to occur. But of course, that's not happening. And the mandates don't even allow one to exercise the right to conformed consent. They, uh, Michael, let me add, by the way, there's a UK funeral director now who's come clean about what's going on. He's been a director for 15 or 20 years. He says he's never seen anything like it. Persons who died from all sorts of causes were being classed as COVID, and now he's discovered that in the, the long-term care facilities, they are using massive doses of sedatives to kill the elderly oh and classify them as COVID. He's reported it. It's so important. I embedded it on my study of the FDA discussion from Friday on my blog at jamesfetzer.org. 
My goodness, Jim, so much to add here. And Jim, as you said, you are not going to get the vaccine. I think you might have the antibodies now. So if you contract COVID again, I think you'll probably be fine, Jim, if you fought it off the first time. Oh, well, yeah, I agree, Michael. But the point is, regardless of circumstance, uh, I'm not going to get the jab. And, and I'm among those 150 million armed Americans, and I will not allow, I will not voluntarily submit. I have said in the past, when they come for our guns, the time has come to use them. Others have said by then it might be too late. Well, this is one of the circumstances where, consider this, these vaccines are deadly weapons. Sherry Tenpenny has described them as perfectly designed killing machines. Luc Montagnier, the world's leading virologist, has said within five years, everyone who gets a jab is dead. That might be true. We're talking about self-defense in the face of a deadly weapon. I believe every American needs to understand the facts of the matter, which are precisely as I have described them, and be prepared to act accordingly. Right. And of course, as you mentioned earlier, there are scientists increasingly concerned about vaccinated people. Uh, knowing now that they are quite susceptible to serious illnesses. Uh, you know, they're catching COVID even more than those that are unvaccinated at, at, at a higher rate and other illnesses as well, like HIV. Well, there, is e- there are even reports that HIV is in these injections uh, and a whole lot of, uh, of terrible other stuff. Right. Uh, there's... Is the HIV I mean, like I'm protein? Just telling you, they aren't revealing the contents because They're it not. would be devastating. It would be obvious that these are designed not to save lives, but to take them. I, so, I agree. Of course, Michael, they're not. They're not going to reveal the contents. That was one of the oddities. It turns out that Pfizer has submitted some alternative vaccine that the FDA actually has approved. Now, they had to declare that even though it was approved, it was unavailable for the following reason. According to the law, there's no entitlement to an emergency use authorization if there is an approved alternative. And this new, uh, that is available. So the FDA, and you can see how shoddy it is that they're participating here. They've approved this alternative, but declaring it's not available means the emergency use is still in service. How can they approve a vaccine that isn't available? And if they've approved it, why uh, isn't it being manufactured and made available in mass quantities? Michael, again, I say, there's only one reasonable explanation, which includes, of course, that utter complete control it has over the Biden administration, and that this is entire op is being run by the Rothschild banking empire in order to seize control of planet Earth. Everyone needs to face up to the reality. This is what we are up against. Yes, we are up against some serious, um, some serious shit here, Jim. And I got to say, it's, it should make everyone highly, highly skeptical why there hasn't been much more talk about a patient zero about the origins of COVID. Why has the government on both sides been so quiet about this, Jim? That's that's what I, I'm well, scratching my head at. From my research, and I've done quite a lot, and if anyone wants to follow up on some of the studies I've done and the reports I've made, for a long time, well, last year, actually, from May through November, I had a website called jimtheconspiracyguy.com. I did 65 shows during that period, Michael, beginning with one on COVID, showing it was fraudulent that if you look at the mortality tables for the European nations where it was supposed to be running rampant, they were perfectly flat and consistent with the past. We know that's going on here too now, where a study slipped through the cracks from Johns Hopkins explained that a study of deaths in the U.S. in 2018, 19, and 20 showed no increase in any age group from past years, meaning there is no COVID pandemic that's taking lives, and which is further supported by the fact that there's not been an increase in oxygen tanks or HIV drips, which would uh, be necessary were there this vast number. And we're being told today, you go up, you watch MSNBC, they're telling you the hospitals are flooded with the uh, 
with the unvaccinated when in yeah. fact the vast majority of those who are suffering effects are vaccinated. They're double jabbed already. I yeah, I and had a report yesterday, uh, actually Friday, showing that eighty percent. Uh, 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 of of the COVID deaths were of vaccinated people. Now, that's out of the UK because they have uh, more authoritative, they're more willing to publish facts about the matter. So 80% actually of those who are dying, if we use that as a random sample, and I think in this case we're entitled to do so, the overwhelming majority of deaths from COVID are among those who are vaccinated, not the unvaxxed. But right now, you can go on to MSNBC or CNN, and you're going to hear the opposite, Michael. And I reaffirm, having this kind of power to promote utter propaganda, false claims repeatedly from every source available, including the U.S. government, requires such extraordinary wealth and power and influence. There can be only one entity behind this, the Rothschild Banking Empire. Oh, yes. Operation Mockingbird is still very much alive, Jim. Well, Michael, I'm just telling you, and here's another, you know, there was mention there of Israel. Well, the the Israelis are now reporting that they had an agreement with Pfizer not to authorize any other COVID shots using Israelis as rablats. And now it turns out, of course, they have a very high percentage now. I have a friend uh, who is speculating that the Israelis are going to claim they're undergoing a second holocaust and bring a massive lawsuit against Pfizer that there are theological reasons why the Israelis would like to lose about a third of the Israeli population before the return of their, their god. I mean, this is all bizarre as it can be. But we saw in all the holocaust propaganda that similar claims were being made about how you know, six million Israelis had died in these camps, which turns out to have no scientific or historical basis. The International Committee of the Red Cross was keeping extensive data on every inmate who died in terms of their sex, uh, their age, uh, their ethnicity, their nationality, their religion, and their cause of death. And in 1993... The International Committee of the Red Cross recalibrated their number and came up with a total, a total for all camps combined, 296,081, none of whom died from being put to death in a gas chamber using Zyklon B. And Michael, I add, they were using Zyklon B, but it was to kill body lice because it spread dysentery and typhus through the camps. They wanted to keep the inmates in good health because you can't get labor out of a corpse. These were these were work camps. These were not uh, death chambers. And the whole story we've been told about World War II is ridiculous. It, it was a belated realization of mine when Jillard Otsman, the greatest saxophonist in the world, but who's also a political activist, came to Madison. When I when I realized that the is uh, Jewish political clout is rooted in a Western sense of guilt over the Holocaust, so that they must perpetuate the myth to retain their political viability. If it all turned out to be bullshit, then I guarantee you 100% it is all bullshit. And if you want confirmation, go to the Holocaust narrative, Politics Trump Science, which I reprinted recently on my blog at jamesfetzer.org, or and I'm glad I come back to this because I'd not completed the thought. I took those 65 shows from Jim the Conspiracy Guy and put them on a single page on my current blog now, since I couldn't afford the $100 a month to maintain a website that was only drawing a relatively small number of viewers. So that if you go to jamesfetzer.org, just do a search on the 65 stories, and you'll find all 65 there, the very first being the COVID story that shows the whole thing is a sham. And then subsequently, and I think it's around number 47, I did a return to the COVID pandemic and showed how it tied in with a Democrat political agenda with Antifa, BLM, and the like, that this is all a massive political scam. And of course, we can see how they used it to contain Trump, he wasn't allowed to do those mass rallies, which were so successful, to justify mail-in balloting 
which they use to steal the election. Even third world countries know enough not to use mail-in balloting. So, of course, the Democrats reinstated it in a new version in California in order to save Gavin Newsom from a very embarrassing recall, which he undoubtedly would have lost, where Larry Elder would now be the governor of California had it been on the up and up. So there's another benefit. Go to those. But in addition to, if you scroll down, I'm going to guess it was maybe the ninth or the 10th program I did, maybe later, on the end of World War II, and you'll see a much more extensive discussion than I provide in this article you can find on my blog, much more. I assert anyone who reviews what I'm saying in either of these locations uh, and isn't convinced that the the Holocaust is a mass illusion, uh, you know, I'll be dumbfounded. The evidence is overwhelming and compelling, just as it is for the coronavirus pandemic being a hoax. But the vaccines are very real. And as Sherry Tenpenny has observed, they are perfectly designed killing machines. Amazing. And of course, for those that want more material here with on Jim Fetzer and all his work, please go to moonrockbooks.com and buy the books there. There's plenty of books you can order and you won't find them on amazon.com. That's for sure. That's right. That's right, Michael. After Amazon banned my book on Sandy Hook, I immediately released it for free as a PDF so that because a friend of mine who follows these matters said it had been downloaded some 10 million times. Wow. They brought they brought a lawsuit against me, which was completely contrived and manufactured, would not allow me to present a defense of all the evidence published in the book, and declared that I committed a defamation, which I dispute. I have appealed it to the Wisconsin Supreme Court, which took for granted Sandy Hook was real, and now to the Wisconsin Supreme Court, where it uh, my petition review has yet to be adjudicated, but let me say in the meanwhile, I have introduced a motion to intervene in the Remington settlement with nine Sandy Hook parents because they've never established or investigated whether or not 20 children and six adults died at Sandy Hook. So I'm calling their bluff. And uh, if the court will allow me to intervene, I'm going to ensure that this gross abuse of our Second Amendment, where Remington appears to be very much willing to comply to undermine our right to keep and bear arms, I may be able to thwart that too. So I just say, there it is. There it is. I'm doing every damn thing I can to promote the truth about Sandy Hook through the judicial system. Amazon now has banned six of the 12 books, not just Sandy Hook, but the moon landing, because it has... Wonderful essays about the Holocaust, uh, about the Boston bombing, Orlando and Dallas, Charlottesville, and Parkland as well. It's all there at moonrockbooks.com. So, Michael, I profoundly appreciate your thought in mentioning it. Oh, yes. Not a problem. I think you are a great author, of course, Jim. You do uh, extensive research on all these subjects. I would recommend everyone to go out there and go to moonrockbooks.com and pick up any book that uh, they fancy there. It's all great work, and it's very thought-provoking. It's a, it's a, it would be a great gift to, to give someone for the holidays, even. Michael, I think you're right, and let me emphasize, I believe in collaborative research, so I bring together the best experts. All these books are a, a collaborative effort. In relation to Sandy Hook, I brought in 13 experts, including six. PhDs, where we established a school had been closed by 2008, that there were no students there, and that it was a FEMA drill presented as mass murder to promote gun control, where we even have the FEMA manual. And I mean, I'm telling you the proof. Let me add, by the way, my most recent presentation was at the False Flag and Conspiracy 2020 conference held on the 5th and the 6th of December last, oh, yes. which I have now made open and free to the public at no charge. If you go there, in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see you can get access to the archives. I particularly recommend downloading Kelly Watt on Sandy Hook and mine on Sandy Hook 
because I lay out the evidence there, and it's very obvious what happened. I recommend, remember, no charge. Just go there. You can download all 24 presentations to your desktop at the touch of a button. Very nice. And Jim, before I let you go, I did have a clip of Dr. Fauci here talking about the need to vaccinate children and a little bit more. I thought you would appreciate this clip here. Oh, Fauci is going to go down in history as the greatest mass murder of them all. He has, he'll be responsible for millions of deaths, far more than all of our foreign enemies combined. Uh, Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, Mao Zedong, Pot Paul. He's going to be responsible for overwhelmingly more deaths. George Bush, so, right. Fauci <laughs> is completely disgusting. I refer to him as Tony the Rat. Tony the Rat. Well, here we go. Let's hear what Tony the Rat has to say. I have to say I'm giving you just my opinion and not any uh, dispersion on the on, on the decision that the U.K. authorities have made, which I know is not the same decision that we've made in the United States. I do believe, Dr. Woodworth, that we should vaccinate the children. And there are a number of reasons. One, that they are vehicles of spread. Two, that we do get some severe disease in children. Right now, if you go to your own media, you will see that in the United States, in the southern states, Florida, Texas, Georgia, Mississippi, the intensive care units in the pediatric hospitals are full. We're almost overrun. I mean, we have a lot of children in hospitals now. So even though relatively speaking, compared to an adult, they do not get as seriously ill. We have lost more children from SARS-CoV-2 than we ever lose for influenza. And we vaccinate children against influenza. So that's one of the reasons. Number two, apropos of a question you asked me a few moments ago, we don't know what the long-term effects are going to be on anyone, including children. So it may be that, much to our dismay, that children who get infected have long-term consequences that we don't fully appreciate right now. So for those reasons, one of transmissibility and one of seriousness of disease and one of uncertainty about long-range consequences, I, I come down strongly on ultimately vaccinating our children. And there you have it. That is so grossly abusive. Amazing. So look how he's played, not knowing the long-term effects. Right. Taking for granted they're going to be beneficial when it's obvious they're not. They're he knows. devastating. And children yeah, he knows. Have, have, have a survival rate of COVID of 99.99%. I mean, there's no justification whatsoever. If you want to see a monster, a mass murderer, a globalist, gen a genocidal globalist at work, just look at Dr. Anthony Tony the Rat Fauci. And he, his picture appears in the encyclopedia under genocidal globalist. My there God. Good Lord. But yes, that was Anthony the Rat Fauci, who sounds like he knows very well that the long-term effects are not going to be good. Yeah, that's right. He does know. And he's been very clever in his speech. I'm telling you, he and these others are in gross violation of the Nuremberg Code. They need to be arrested and tried. And since that is among the penalties, in my judgment, put to death, they are committing mass murder on a scale unprecedented in world history. My God, how will history rem remember all of this? I have no idea. Maybe I don't even want to know how history will remember these moments. Jim, I do want to thank you for being a part of the program yet again. It's been an awesome time. We were here for a good time, not a long time, but I do thank you so much. And uh, Jim, plug away anything you'd like before we cut you loose here. Michael, my great pleasure. I so enjoy doing these conversations with you. I'm grateful and I thank you. Amazing, Jim. I'll see you on the other side, my friend. You got it. Good night, Jim. Bye now. My God. That was pretty wild, right? It really is amazing. My goodness, that was... It's amazing. James Fetzer. The Free Train. Michael Deacon Program. It really is amazing, my goodness. 
And there he goes, boys and girls. That was the free train with another hard-hitting segment here that we do appreciate. He was under short notice, and he still came through. Once again, I do want to thank all of you for pressing play, and you will catch me soon, very soon. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, mahalo. Oh, 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 oh,